All right, all right. We are live. You ready? Woohoo! Let's do it. You ready? All right. Well, we would like to welcome you back to the Not So Perfect Marriage Podcast. This is one of your hosts. I am Renee, aka Rennie, aka our son, and you are Alexa Highview. And this is a podcast where we talk all things marriage, relationships, parenting, doing IVF, work-life balance, and a bunch of other things that come up. Well, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Nice shot. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. If, uh, you know, I didn't know if you had that description in you like that. Okay. Are you I'm surprised glad. that I was doubting? you? I'm glad that you liked it. But are you surprised that I was doubting you? Is what, is what I'm asking. Uh, always. <laughs> that, that's part of the podcast description, actually, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. All right. So welcome back after two and some months later from the last episode. Two years and some months later, yeah. I mean, you know, we're like in a different house. Uh, we have a child. A lot has changed. A lot, a lot, a lot of changes. But we are so happy to be here with you, right? Very happy to be here. So, you know, it's kind of funny because if you uh, go on like SoundCloud, that's probably the, um, the uh, you know, venue where we had the least amount of like views and interactions. But our last episode was the one that had the most views just on SoundCloud. And that doesn't say anything about like Spotify or iTunes. And it was the most. And then what did we decide to do? Not have another podcast for over a year. <laughs> so right with our peak, we just said bye. <laughs> yeah, we were like, peace out. And here we are back. Yeah. And that was the summer back for good, right? For good? For good? For I good, guess, for good. I guess that will be to be determined. Yes. I mean, we'll find out based I mean, we, on. Well, we try to do it one other time. Remember that? We did, like a year ago, I want to say. Yeah, where were we? In Vegas. We were in Vegas, and we recorded a whole podcast. But? But? <laughs> what happened? I don't remember. I Do think you remember? It, just, it deleted, or it just didn't save. She's being nice. I fucked up. <laughs> I lost it all. My bad. The effort was there, though. Yeah, I tried. the effort is always there. The effort is always there. We actually, this is actually like episode uh, 17B, because we recorded it like a week ago right and um then we recorded it and then realized that the audio was bad even though we had all the mics set up and everything but we didn't hit one button so here we are again so this is like take two this is take two mm-hmm. but it's gonna be even better right oh heck yeah all right so i think the biggest thing obviously that has happened with us in our marriage in the last two and some change years is having a baby mm-hmm. and we want to talk a little bit about the difficulty or what happens to a marriage when a baby's introduced? A lot happens. A ton. A lot. A lot of content right there. Where, how pregnant were you when we had our last episode? It was like, episode, you know, all about the bump, I think it was called or something I like that. I think it was the beginning of October, so it was about nine months. Nine months. Well, look, and I said, how pregnant were you? Back then I used to say, how pregnant are we? <laughs> that changed fast. <laughs> Very fast. So, it's no surprise, right? Like, um... Having a newborn really flips your world upside down. To say the least. Um, and then like your relationship and your marriage really changes. And there's a lot of adjustment, like a lot of strategic adjustment that takes place. Well, should we talk about, you know, our little guy a little bit first to kind of... Sure. <laughs> That's a good idea. To kind of put a little context <laughs> out there, right? So, uh, we, you know, we still call him Baby Rennie. Baby Rennie, you know, now he's like Toddler Rennie. Um, Rene, Alberto, Sanchez. There you go. No. Oh, really? No. Oh. No. <laughs> she said it. Done. We have it. It's on our podcast. Proof. Boom. Done. 
Rene Alberto Sanchez. No, I that, like it. Nice and simple. Oh, that was actually probably one of the first issues we had post-baby okay. being here is that the but birth you, certificate was wrong. But you already gave up, so it's all good. <laughs> I didn't give up. I literally have court papers and everything for we'll a name change. That. We'll come back to that. But Rene Alberto Sanchez was born on uh, October 30th of 2020 pandemic baby if you ever had one right mm-hmm. and uh you know he's uh you know two and what four months now yep two years and four months and he is a firecracker big, firecracker <laughs> big ball of energy <laughs> do you think he do you think he uh his personality is more like you or like me both yeah. i would say okay what parts are like you um the real intelligent part <laughs> The real caring parts. The, the real, real parts. insightful parts. Okay. And then what parts are like me? The crazy active ones where so, he just won't stop. So I think what I heard is that all the good he got is from her. <laughs> all the bad is from me. Is, is that fair? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Okay, but hold on. Let, let's let's go ahead and settle this. So, so you know, you, you heard me introduce him. Mm-hmm. How would you have introduced him? I would have said similar, his date of birth, his name, and... No, but his name. How oh. did I introduce him, and how oh. would you have introduced him? So his name is actually Rene Alberto Altamira. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, and then Sanchez at the very oh, end. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. And what happened with his birth certificate? I think we should tell that story. So they, I, I had literally just given birth. I was still under like heavy medication after having undergone a C-section. Um, I was in recovery, and he was born on a Friday morning, like at midnight. So the girl that takes care of like the birth certificates comes in and it was like i want to say seven eight o'clock in the morning it was really early and we had not slept obviously um and so they handed renee the papers to fill out and i was like yeah you know because i don't know what I, I think it was with the lactation consultant and i was like yeah go ahead and you know fill everything out and he fills it out doesn't show it to me or anything i trust him and the girl takes it and she's off like she's done for the day that's what they told us. They were like, can you please fill it out? Because it's the weekend and we want to process it and blah, 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 submit it. And so after the fact, I had kind of had an afterthought like around two, two three hours later after we the, the girl left with it. And I was like, hey, is his name Altamir Sanchez, his last name? And he was like, and I'm like, you're kidding, right? Like, this is one of your jokes? He was like, no. <laughs> so she had asked me to do it that way. And I don't know, now I think about it, I'm like, why did I agree? But I agreed. And when this all happened, like, you have to keep in mind that, you know, we were very, very short on sleep. We were kind of, like, in the twilight zone. And when they actually asked me to do all the paperwork, she was, like, knocked out. You know, she was all, you know, drugged out and stuff, all on that good stuff. So I went ahead and filled it out that way because that's, you know, my 37 years of my life, that's the way I think he thought he was filling out his own together. and not his son's. I don't, I don't know. No, I knew I was filling out my son's. I just <laughs> forgot that you had asked me that part. So anyway, conveniently forgot, but I didn't even think about it. I promise. I mean, I'm smiling about it now because, you know, I think I think it worked out the way it was supposed to. Mm-mm. That's getting <laughs> fixed. Yeah. All right. But, um, you know, to transition. So we were very um, sleep deprived and we didn't stop, stop being sleep deprived for the next like five and a half months. No, no we were <laughs> sleep deprived we were almost forever until a nice, you know, uh, you know, development of events that we'll talk about later too. But yeah, we were, it was, it was straight up like zombie life for a little bit. Yeah, definitely. And I think, so again, to transition and to kind of add to the fact that you're bringing home a newborn and how that affects your relationship and your marriage is that, um, 
because you're so sleep deprived, it, it adds, it's another component that adds to perhaps, how would I put this lightly, like not getting along the best. <laughs> oh yeah, we were beefing. We were like big and too high. I don't know about all that, but, uh, you know, I had mentioned that prior to the baby being born, I could have counted on one hand how many fights we had had in our whole marriage of four-year marriage. And after the baby born was born, it's like the floodgates opened. And oh, yeah. it's like madness, chaotic craziness. It was insane. It was it definitely like added a whole new kind of or levels or tiers to our marriage and our challenges and being able to overcome them and being able to communicate and getting outside help and really, really working at it. Like prior to the baby it was like super easy, like super just, you know, as easy as breathing. But after that, it really took some work, would you say? Yeah, she became <laughs> like very abusive. Okay. <laughs> How so? Because, you know, I mean, you know, it, it's, it was really hard on me this whole time. Oh, it was really hard on you. Yeah, it was really hard. And, uh, you know, she just unleashed the floodgates of emotion. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just <laughs> kidding. I'm just kidding. I think um, one of the biggest things that I think went into that is, um, you know, you kind of have this picture of, of what, you know, parenthood is going to be like. And, you know, you think you know yourself and you think you know your partner. And you kind of feel like you can picture the way that, you know, you're both going to acclimate as parents. And, you know, I think going into it, I think there was, you know, especially those first few months, I think in my mind, and I think in her mind, at least going into it too, I think there was a point where, okay, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to be the breadwinner. I'm going to make sure that we're good. And she's going to, you know, take care of the baby and probably eventually decide to like, just be a stay at home mom. Honestly, that was what was in my head. Like I thought that's kind of what would happen sooner or later. I thought so too. I thought yeah. I was going to love it. And I was just going to be like, all right, you know, like I'm just going to stop working and I'm just going to take care of the baby full time. And that's it. Mom life embraced forever and ever but that was not the case yeah so what happened that i mean kind of like you said you just don't prior to your baby being born and being in your life you don't know what you're gonna feel or how you're gonna feel or what you know you just don't know anything you have like this you know probably an imagination of how it will but you just until you live it and you experience mm -hmm. it and you go through it yourself you can't you can't know it and you can't prepare for it no matter how many books you read or how many people you talk to like there's just no way of knowing so um the baby was here and it was chaos you know we i personally didn't have a routine i don't know if you did i'll be like i didn't know when i was gonna shower i didn't know you know when i could brush my teeth i obviously sleep was out the window especially at night um it was really really difficult um and i never you know, handle the newborn. So I didn't know, you know, why he kept crying when he was fed, changed and everything was okay. He wanted to sleep probably. I learned that now, but, um, well, well to take it back, right? Like let's, let's start with, you know, he was, he was born at the end of October of 2020. So, you know, this was in the heat uh, she was pregnant in the heat of COVID. Um, you know, I think there was this period where it started kind of like dying down and then, you know, as the winter was approaching, it went crazy again. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it wasn't like, you know, you, you know, pe pe no one could go to the hospital. Right. So we were kind of just stuck in the hospital for a few days. Um, you know, I think, uh, do you, do you want to share like kind of how, what you intended the birth to be like and what ended up oh, happening? I wanted it to be a natural birth but mm -hmm. that did not happen well sure sure it's important to share. <laughs> i took like hypno birthing or hypno babies and i was going to do a very you know 
calm, peaceful, tranquil, you know, um, kind of delivery room experience and it was going to be beautiful and everything I ever hoped for and planned for. But, um, that was not the case. I was actually induced at 40 weeks because of my advanced maternal age. And, um, I was on medication for about like 24 hours. And after that time, like went over that time, finally I started getting like some intense contractions and the baby's heart rate dropped. And, um, it was like, I don't know where in, in the room, all these nurses rushed in and the doctor came in and we're like, Whoa, what's going on? Like what happened? And they were like, you know, we, we need to get him out just because, you know, he's not tolerating him well and we don't want to risk his life. And of course we both said, whatever you got to do, just do it. Like, we're not even going to try to go any other route. If, if it's, you know, we've worked too hard to get to this point, we've gone through IVF and a lot of, you know, effort, energy, money to get here. Like we're not going to risk it. So we said, go ahead and get them out. Well, so to, to, to take it even further back, right. So the, the day of the, um, the date of the birth, right. So we went to the hospital. I think we got there at like eight, nine in the morning, something like that. And you know, you're, you're kind of just waiting at that point. It's a big waiting game when you're waiting. induced. You know, they, they kind of give you some projection of when it's going to happen. But you know, if I remember correctly, I think it was around like six or 7 PM. I had fallen asleep. And then I wake up and I just see this like team of all these people in like white, you know, coats come in. It was like 11. Well, no, really? Because he was born at 12. Yeah, no, but they took you away way earlier. Like when, when that whole team came in, it was a little earlier. Okay. Yeah. So they, they, well, maybe it wasn't six or seven, maybe it was like eight or nine, but it definitely wasn't 11. Because it was they, 11. No. <laughs> How would you, you remember? I do. Okay, I was there. Fine. I was awake. You were asleep. You just said it. <laughs> yeah, but it was not that late because they took you away and it took some time and, you know, anyway, whatever. All right. I lost. That happens a lot. <laughs> um, so they, they, you know, these people come in and I'm like, I don't know what the hell's going on. I don't know if she knows what the hell's going he on. He woke up like, whoa. no, really, really. Like, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And they like told me what was happening. I was like, what the hell? So, you know, you, uh, at, at some point, you know, I got myself together and, you know, I think a nurse came back in for me and was like, okay, so, you know, X, Y, and Z, this is what's happening. And I'm like, damn. So, you know, being that that wasn't what we intended, obviously I'm a little like, oh, I hope everything's going to be okay. Like, is everything going to be okay? So they pull me into, um, I guess the delivery room, operating room, whatever mm -hmm, it is. The OR. The mm -hmm. OR. And like, I don't have, I, I can, I can see her, but I don't have eyes like on her face or anything. So I don't know, like if she's under, I don't know what's going on. I just know that, you know, she's going through a C-section and, um, they have me like kind of in this area, like behind where her chair is. And again, I don't know what's going on until all of a sudden I just see her guts. Just boom. Doctors just grab their guts out of her stomach and just put them on the tray. And I'm like, what the? Got to get these out of the way. <laughs> yeah. And I just saw these like intestines go out. And then all of a sudden I see a little guy. And, uh, you know, like. I, what I think, was that like for you to see my guts outside of my body? It was scary because like going through it. I they was, didn't prep you? They didn't say, by the way, no, sir, they you're going to witness some shit. They didn't tell me that I'm going to see guts. Like, <laughs> no, they didn't at all. So it was very, there were so many crazy emotions because in one moment, you know, I'm like worried for you. Like, are you going to be okay? I'm worried about the baby. I don't know what's going on. I see them cut you open and put your guts on the table. And then, you know, they pulled my son out. And, um, you know, it was like the most beautiful thing ever. But I'm also still worried about her because as this is all happening, it's not like, you know, they, they have to be focused on what they're doing. So it's not like they're telling you, like, oh, don't worry, she's going to be fine. Like, it's just one step at a time. So they, like, you know, kind of wipe the baby down and then they, you know, they give them to me. And, you know, I, I mean, obviously, I, like, you know, just get overcome with emotion and, 
you know, tears of joy and I'm smiling, but then I'm still worried about her because I don't know what the update is with her. So here, you know, I have my son in my arms and, you know, it's an amazing feeling, but I just want her to be okay. And, um, you know, it, it took a few more minutes before they finally gave me some kind of update and I was like, okay, we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. But even then, you know, you know, she, they still got to wait and monitor her and, you know, figure out what's going on. So it was, um, it was crazy. Um, and then, you know, you kind of go back in the twilight zone at some point, you know, they, they have to do more stuff to the baby. And then, I don't know, before you know it, it's like three, four in the morning and they take you to the other room, which is where, you know, she's going to be resting, right? And, you know, they walk you in there and they're like, okay, cool. So yeah, this is where you're going to sleep. And then, you know, you look, <laughs> you're like, I'm going to sleep on that. Like, it's this like tiny, tiny little couch that looks super uncomfortable. And um, I was like, okay, well, it is what it is. And, you know, I think... Basically, we ended up being there for what, like the next four days, four or five days while you were recovering? Like Friday to, I think let's go Sunday. Sunday. So we checked in on a Thursday. Thursday And then we were there until till Sunday. And like, I was sleeping like this. Like if any of you follow Myra on Instagram, I basically was sleeping the way that I looked when I fell asleep in the back of the car after we went out <laughs> with our cousins at one time. Yeah. So it was like three components to that. Like you didn't, he didn't know what was going on with me because at some point um, I started hemorrhaging because they cut my placenta when they took out the baby. So I started like bleeding out and they increased my meds and I just passed out. So they weren't really updating them immediately. It took a little bit of time. And then in recovery, they, there was like a ch chair kind of thing and he was sleeping on that. And then like a day later, the nurse was like, oh, you know, that pulls out into a bed, right? It was like a pull out, <laughs> like kind of like, I don't know, futon thing. Um, so ouch because his back was like I was messed up forever yeah, i don't think i've ever recovered <laughs> after that and um yeah they wouldn't release us right away because they wanted to like you know make sure i was recovering okay and da 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 but they wanted us to stay on monday thankfully they let us go on sunday we're just like we're we're so done and they were like it, you know the next day was halloween and they're like we're sorry we ruined your halloween and you can't go home <laughs> and i was like i don't care it's not like i had plans but that was funny <laughs> Well, and that was, you know, basically the, the actual, you know, birth, birth experience. It was uh, something I'll never obviously forget. Well, you know, I, I mean, it, I kind of did because I was so blurred out because of, uh, you know, being in the twilight zone, lack of sleep and all that. Um, but yeah, so then, you know, obviously fast forward and, you know, we get to take the baby home. You know, he meets his grandparents, he meets his uncles, his aunts, and, uh, you know, just, you know, just completely surrounded by love, you know, just, you know, everybody's just doing whatever they can to take care of him and at the end of the day they'll remember like everyone's wearing masks you know you got to be careful like and we tested know, everybody that. right before oh they yeah met them back then i we was very such paranoid. a covid nun now back then <laughs> yeah i was like all on that tip and um you know but at the end of the day like it was very unknown at the time like there were no vaccines there was none yeah. of that you know so you had to do what you had to do to you know take care of something that we worked so hard for mm -hmm. so but anyway fast forward you know now we're at home and it's like you know the first trimester I had taken, you know, I believe four weeks of leave. You were scheduled to go how long? How long were you planning on going? Um, I was going to go at least three to six months. And that's pretty much what I set myself up for. And then, you know, as as we continue to, you know, start raising him and all that, well, raising him, he's still little, but as we, you know, continue to transition through the stage of parenthood, I think you realize that you you actually were missing the structure and, you know, the uh, the routine the routine and everything else that you do for work. I did. I mean, I think I wanted to get back to it because there was none when we first brought him home those first few months. Mm -hmm. And I was like, maybe I can feel a little bit more like myself 
and a little more confident and comfortable if I go back to work and I know that from this time to this time I'll be working and things like that. Like I wanted something that felt familiar because everything felt so unfamiliar for me. Um, and also, you know, I think that we had to get to know each other as parents, like get to know him as a dad and he had to get to know me as a mom. And I was very anal at the very beginning with the baby and how things were done. And um, so that was one thing that we had to work on, like post bringing baby home. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, we we have to work on that a lot. And then, you know, on top of that, I think the big the biggest thing really though is it's pretty simple. It's you're not sleeping. That's that the was, thing, right? That hurt. And she, <laughs> as you all know already, if you've been, you know, listening, watch, listen, we're not watching because now they're watching because we turned up on y'all. But anyway, if you were listening to the podcast before, you know how much she values sleep, and you know how much I don't really, but I do have like a pattern and a routine of sleep and you know those first few months there was no pattern and none of that but like right before the baby was born the brain was like oh don't worry like i got the nights i don't really need to sleep i can do the nights like it's no problem yeah that didn't happen yeah but okay but, but talk about <laughs> talk more about why so why couldn't so i be as helpful at night one of the reasons was because i was breastfeeding so i was mm-hmm. exclusively breastfeeding and pumping i was triple feeding um so i had to pump every two to three hours and sometimes i would be awake by myself the baby would be asleep renee would be asleep and i was just pumping and i was awake and then i would have to and we would split up like do shifts at night so you would take him from like do you remember what it was um, I don't know. I mean, I think I it was like, we like eight or nine to like, like two, three, eleven, twelve. Yeah. And then I took him from twelve to like four a.m. or five a.m. And then he took him from four or five a.m. to like nine a.m. so that I could get some sleep. So it was, um, it was really, really, really tough. Yeah, and um, you know, I, 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 yeah, I couldn't have talked about this before because we didn't have him yet. But one thing I learned about Myra is that like she can. Um, you know, without saying it, like completely communicate her anger and fury to me in the middle of the night. Like I would wake up at during that, you know, 12 to 4 block or whatever, like, you know, just kind of in bed, like, look, see what's going on. And then I would just like turn and look at her and she'd be like, mm. I was so angry. I'd never seen, I like, I'd never seen that face of hers. <laughs> I'd never seen. I was like, look at that beautiful face right there. Take a picture of that. <laughs> I could just feel the fury. It was like, she just hated me. Why did you hate me in that moment? Because you were sleeping. And you missed it, right? And I wanted to sleep, and I couldn't. And I, I mean, if you think about it, like, I got the nastiest shift. No, yeah, of 12 course, to 4, it was like a nasty shift, you know? Um, a lot of people are up. A lot of people don't go to bed till 11 or midnight. It's like, no big thing, you know? Right. And then a lot of people wake up at 4 or 5 in the morning, and they do their thing. But, like, being up from midnight to 4, it, 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 it drains the life out of you. So um, I was resentful. I was resentful. And that's one of the things we had to work on you know, post baby and like being new parents and stuff, um, letting, you know, kind of working through those feelings and those emotions, uh, because inevitably as a mom, you kind of, especially if you breastfeed, you just naturally do more work. There's, you know, obviously he couldn't breastfeed him. So, you know, it was what it was. It was unavoidable to, to be the one to kind of just naturally do, do more of the feedings and, and just being up more because I was the one with the milk. So what do you think allowed us to survive through that? Like, you know, not that we have it all figured out, but if anybody's watching this and is preparing to go through that or is thinking about how they'll deal with that, you know, at some point, you know, how do you think we survived? How did we survive? Yeah, and through like the gritty part, because we could talk about the solution, right, shortly, but what, like, how do we make it through that part? I think, it, honestly, I think it's survival. 
Like you're just trying to survive and you just survive and you go through the motions day by day, day by day. And like, it's like one more day and one more day. And like eventually, you know, you get to a place where it's not as intense as it probably once was, but it's, I, I really do think that it's just survival yeah, during I, that time. I mean, I think it is survival, but I think, you know, like what you alluded to, like having the shift times, like trying to have some kind of plan of attack, some organization. And I think if you remember that for even those first few months, once you were healed up, like whenever uh, my parents or your parents would, you know, come take care of the baby, like we would find time for ourselves. Right. And like in the middle of the pandemic, not a lot of places to go. You have to like sit outside or, you know, it was kind of kind of interesting. But I think doing that, like at least allowed us to re-energize ourselves a little bit and, and still, you know, be about one another. I, I would say that we're very, very blessed and lucky that we we live close to both sets of grandparents so they um would come through and my sister helped and like so if we wanted a date night we did do or or day dates or whatever or just to go to target together on our own without the baby like they would help and i remember my cousin joy would come and she would pick me up and you would watch him for a little bit and that helped a lot because i feel like i mean i, I think it was very hard on both of us but i think for me especially because i feel like you know, my whole identity changed. I didn't know who I was. I felt so lost. I felt so lonely. I remember being depressed when the sun was setting because I knew the nighttime was coming and that shit was going to be hard as hell. And it's like, you couldn't, I couldn't help but to be really, really sad. You know, I think everybody gets a little bit of baby blues, you know, coming home, especially if you're a new mom trying to adjust. Maybe the second or third, you're like, oh, I got this shit. Like, I know what I'm doing. But for the first one, it's a real big, like, slap in the face um to try to manage it all um so there was a lot more than survival mode i think it sounds like she forgot about her dates yeah i did i mean i didn't forget about it. i know they were there and they were very helpful oh, to get away wow. for like two three hours and i couldn't you remember i couldn't get be away for too long because i had to eventually feed the baby or mm -hmm. pump mm -hmm. so i either had to like travel with my pump or i would be like all right let's get back because like i gotta feed him so it wasn't you know like oh let me spend the day out in the park or somewhere you know like it was you know i gotta be she forgot prepared. About, she forgot about her dates but that's cool it's all good it's all good but anyway that was kind of how we how we made it through and then um i think what we finally did was uh come it was in april april of 21 so when he was like six months almost six months mm -hmm. that was when we did the sleep training thing mm -hmm. we uh, did well you know, yeah, we did like a full-on, it's called extin extin extinction method, when you just full-on let him kind of cry it out. Mm -hmm. But prior to that, we had hired a sleep consultant at, when he was six weeks um, to kind of get a schedule going with his naps, which was helpful to kind of know when to expect that he'd be sleeping and when he'd be awake or feeding or whatever. Um, and I think that that piece helped when it came time to do the full extinction method because he kind of was a little used to it or a little kind of like you know, um, had been introduced to it, if you will, in a way. Yeah. So he got it really fast when it came down to actually doing it. it. It was like a two nights, three nights thing. Yeah. So real talk, it didn't work until we just went in all the way. Um, Full extension, yeah. maybe it helped him prepare for it, but I don't think so because it just I wasn't so. working or maybe we didn't go a hundred percent in, but like didn't work. We were in, um, sorry, we didn't work. We were in Puerto Vallarta for my brother's wedding and, uh, it was, you know, beautiful, great wedding you know beautiful place to be in the weather couldn't have been any better we were staying at this like gorgeous airbnb with both of our families so it was like really nice and everything was great except again at night right so it was just this constant reminder that like you know you're you're uh you know you're a new parent 
And I felt bad for everybody because the little guy was crying like at night. And the only way he wouldn't cry is if we were literally holding him in our arms. And even then, sometimes it didn't work. And we were there for, I think, four or five, four, four or five nights probably. Mm-hmm. And it was the same thing every night, deja vu. And by the time that it was you know, over, even though it was such a like beautiful celebration, like, man, I was tired. We were so sleep deprived. It was like, oh. <laughs> I was so tired. And um, you know, finally, I think we were like, okay, that's it. We got to do this. So we got back. If I remember correctly, we got back on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. And do you remember when we got back? He like was so happy to see the dogs. Like, mm. yeah, he finally like you could see that you could see him learning how to miss something. So it was like the cutest thing. But we got back and we were like, that's it, that's it, bro. You're done. But honestly, it was, I mean, it was hard. And what we what helped was when we would watch him on the monitor, maybe turning down the volume so you wouldn't hear like these piercing cries. Yeah. Um, but we were watching him, obviously, and we did what the book instructed us to do. It was called the sleep training way or something like that. Um, and But we never had to go into the room. So like, I think it was like 15-minute increments that you would let him just kind of cry. Um, but within those 15 minutes, he was able to fall asleep so we never actually had to go into the room to like console him or like let him know we were there it, it just worked yeah and um it worked and it, it it took i think the first night was like he got up maybe a couple times i think we did we did we go to him the first night the only reason why i went to him was because i was still breastfeeding so i would give him like a dream feed dream like feed. around midnight or 1 a.m they and then the dopest names for this shit. Dream feet. <laughs> and then he went back to sleep and we so the book was very specific about like not going in there between four and six AM. Like that's a big no no because that's when their sleep is the lightest. Um and you want to help them the the reason you're doing this is to help them link sleep cycles. So um we we followed it to a T and didn't deviate and it worked. And it was like the second night where I think it completely worked. And uh that was you know two years ago and yeah, he's was... been on a on a sleep schedule ever since yeah so he sleeps and we survive all night and it's great because now it's like at eight o'clock i put him down and do what you gotta you know do what i gotta do at the end of the night or the day and then um i he might wake up early but i don't go in to get him out of the crib until at least seven between seven and seven thirty so it gives me time to like work out i'll wake up at five i'll work out i'll you know take a shower get ready for work do makeup hair get his lunch ready all that stuff and that's really helpful and he doesn't cry like he just hangs out like he'll talk he'll play with his little like stuffed animals in the crib um i don't need to go in there at all yeah so um so why is it that you don't like it when i tell people about sleep training sometimes because everybody's different and not everybody is for sleep training some people are very opposed to it and why are they opposed to it because you're letting the baby cry and 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 is it letting the baby cry because they don't want to hear the baby cry yeah, they want to yeah. console their baby. They want to hold their baby. they think that they're like being cruel to the baby, right? Right. Yeah, so, yeah, don't listen to that shit. Sleep train. Do whatever you sleep feel train. is right for you. And by that, it's sleep train. Do whatever you feel. If My you want to wake up at 4 a.m. with your baby every day for the rest of your life... <laughs> That's your problem. My mom, my mom like, was so mad at us for sleep training. She was like, oh, my God, like, I never let you just cry. And I was like, yeah, that's why I can't sleep to this day. And then now. Uh, He's a know, very good sleeper. Like, he sleeps through the night. She became very supportive of it, right? And then even our, our uh, nephew, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he, got sli- he got sleep trained right away. So, anyway, I, again, she's right. It is your choice. But I, anytime that I talk to anybody, I'm like, yo, like, you got to at least consider it. 
Um, you know, you need some kind of, you need to be able to predict how your life will go to a certain extent. And for those first few months, we were not able to make plans. We were absolutely late for everything. We were miserable. Um, so yes, again, it's, it's totally up to you, but I very, very highly encourage it. That's And it'll work and save your marriage. Team sleep training. <laughs> and the other important, like, Im- you know, interesting fact about us is that we've never, we never co-slept yeah. with our baby. Why? Um, because you almost killed him. <laughs> so come on, give him. You can't just let say me like that. tell you what happened. So we tried to co-sleep when he was a brand new baby, like just less than two weeks old or something. Um, and I didn't feel comfortable like restfully sleeping because I didn't know if Renee was going to forget that he was in the bed with us or what was going to happen. So there's two different occasions where they took place and I was like, okay, we're not, we're not co-sleeping. And that was one time he had him in between us, like right in between us. And I think at some point he moved a pillow or something, Renee did. And then the baby literally like, like fell, fell like face first into the mattress. And I was like, oh my God. And I like picked him up and like, you know, got him and like obviously put him back in the mess. And like, that, that's not working. And I was like, okay, it was a one-time thing. So we tried it again. So this other time Renee had him right here, like in the crook of his arm. And I like obviously wasn't sleeping because I was afraid that something would happen. So I was like sleeping like this with one eye open. And then um, she sleeps like that to this day sometimes. <laughs> like this. And then so Renee, I see him grab a pillow and he's about to smother the baby, like put it over the baby's whole little body. And I was like, no, the baby's there. And he's like, what? What? Oh, the baby. <laughs> so I was like, we're not doing this. We're not going sleeping ever for the rest of our lives. Yeah, and we never did. And he's always slept in a crib, and even to this she day, I would so love. Bad. I want to sleep with him so bad. And I think like, it'd be nah. so fun to cuddle with him. And I'm like, nah. But um, we're just we'll never go back. He, I think he's used to sleeping on his own, and we're used to sleeping on our own. So I don't think it would work at this point. It's too late. He's very stubborn. You know, I think he, I think he got that from his, most likely from his mom. Couldn't have possibly gotten it from me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But he's very stubborn, so I, I get worried that if he sleeps with us one time, that you know, that's the end of it. You know, that'll be the end of any me and the missus time. And I mean, I don't know. I don't think so. But that's that's. that's so speaking of speaking of me and missus time, <laughs> isn't that one of the other things that you wanted to cover? Yeah. So that was another kind of challenge, mm-hmm. kind of challenge kind of thing. But um, it did work better when he finally transitioned to his room full time and to his crib full time and he wasn't in our room. So that created more opportunity for like intimacy. Intimacy. Right? What did you say? Yeah, well first off I think did we talk about what happened to you uh when you were pregnant and intimacy? On the last episode that we did? I don't remember to be quite honest. Yeah. So, you know, basically when she was pregnant it was like it was like she had like a like she took a Viagra. <laughs> She was in constant heat. This is a common... I was tired. I was like, oh my God. Oh, yeah. please. No, actually, it was... It, you have to be honest. I am being honest. <laughs> You're not being honest. I was down. No, he wasn't <laughs> at all. He was like, You're pregnant. Well, I was worried <gasps> I was going to hurt him. <sighs> and I was like, But I told what? you, I was worried I was going to hurt him. <laughs> yeah, that. so that was a challenge. And I'm pretty sure we covered it. But if not... Um, it, it took you time. 
Actually, I don't think you were fully comfortable with it. I think he did it just because, like... Tough. Well, because then and then at the end when we were, like, uh, The doctor literally prescribed us to, to like, do this, to induce well, labor. Not, yeah, to induce labor. and But then that, like, freaks you out more because you're, like, okay, so he's, like, right there. <laughs> yeah, so it was... Yeah, he never got comfortable with it. So it had been uncomfortable kind of intimacy for, like, quite some time, and there was no intimacy for some time. And then... And then... And then here you wrote it down on the outline. So what did you want to say about it? That it t- it took time to get yeah. to get the groove back. The groove. Yeah, yeah, it de- yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, cause you know, you're as a woman, your body changed. Maybe you're breastfeeding, and there's like milk everywhere, and you know, you're a little self conscious. It's you know, is it going to be the same? Not the same? Blah. You know, it's just a, a lot of being in your head. I think, but I think the more practice more comfortable just like with anything (laughs) yeah that's right practice makes perfect everyone (laughs) that's the moral of the story i guess (laughs) yeah but i mean you know i think i think that i think you basically that that that's it in a nutshell (laughs) because he's too shy to really what else did you say i divulged all the details (laughs) a lot of details go ahead give more details i'm just kidding no that's it i mean that's really like the the basic of it but now would you are, are you were you just referring to intimacy after the baby like just you know in that immediate time after the baby or like you know throughout parenthood because it's been two years now throughout i think throughout throughout it's, yeah it changes it, it yeah everything changes but not only that but i mean like i've been and we'll cover this later but like i've been doing treatments when we went back to the clinic when he was like seven months old and then I started on meds, and the meds kind of mess mess with that, um, and surgeries and things like that, where you're told you know, no intimacy, or you're told you have to wait, or whatever the case. So I think there's a lot of factors that play into it. It's it's just not you know black and white. There's a lot of gray. Right. right. So you gotta you know. But it's something I think you have to communicate, communicate and also work at. <laughs> work work at it. Practice. There's just so much work. After a lot of practice. You gotta do a lot of practice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have to fit it in. Maybe you got to schedule it. Oh, yeah. You talk about f- it. You got to fit it in, all right. Communicate it. Let it be known. Mostly fit it in. Got to be open about it, right? No, well, you got to be open. With your partner. That's another thing, too. It's just... You got to be open and fit it in. You have to in. communicate more. <laughs> your needs, your wants, desires, things like that. So, so yeah. Uh, open and fit it in. So, what else? <laughs> What else? What else are we talking about? So I think we're going to actually touch on the last few points because we're at 38 minutes. So I think that overall um, after baby, like I personally, I don't know about you, didn't understand when people are like, oh, marriage is a lot of work. Marriage is a lot of work. And I was like, what are people talking about? Marriage is so easy. Like for, well, for us Mm -hmm. prior to the baby, it was like, simple it was like you know we divvied up kind of daily tasks and like we communicated about our schedules and like everything ran really smoothly like i'm not even lying when i say that i could count on one hand the times that we had arguments or quote-unquote fights i don't even think i don't even know what if you would call it a fight right it was mostly like an intense maybe argument but i don't even know yeah yeah i mean like you probably like just you know jump on me as soon as i got home from work and i think like oh yeah every single day but then after the baby was born i understood what people meant when people yeah. were like oh it's a commitment like it's a daily choice 
to put work and energy into, you know, making your marriage work and communicating and really like overall making an effort. Yeah. Agreed. So, all right. Well, that was a little bit about what we were going to talk about from like uh, topics for today's standpoint. But just so that, you know, like we also talk about just, you know, more regular stuff. How was um, how was this weekend? What was going on this weekend? This weekend was my birthday. <laughs> Her birthday was yesterday. It was yesterday, two eleven. Put it on your calendar for next year. Just February kidding. February eleven. <laughs> but yeah, I had a, we had a we had a great weekend. Um, a great weekend. That's hubby right. put together a really fun agenda. A yeah. lot of great surprises. Yeah. And really made my dreams come true. And oh, they're yeah. not done. They're not over. Oh no. Wait till next weekend. Oh. <laughs> Where do we do? What do we do? So, um, Friday, you did me a solid, took care of the baby, so I could have dinner with my friends. Shout out to my friends, my yeah. girls. Um, that was fun. And the next day... Nice job calling dibs on her before I could, by the way. <laughs> they were like, we're booking. And I was like, okay. Um, and the next day, we actually went to Disneyland with the baby. Mm-hmm. Babe got the genie pass, so we were able to do like all the rides with him that we could, that he could get on. And we did the new one, Minnie's Rail- Runway railroad runway and it was so much fun the baby absolutely loved it so that was like awesome to see him be like i was actually really surprised because well i was i'm not gonna lie because you had mentioned that this could potentially happen but i was surprised that it did and what i mean by that is that it was not that full especially we went on a saturday and yes we had the genie pass but even the rides that we didn't use a genie pass we didn't wait that long no more than 25 minutes well i mean here's the other thing it's full like no matter what like i'm not saying it's not like it's still full but it wasn't like Packed like sardines full. Because we would, we would walked by like there was empty tables, like a bunch of a, empty tables, like at a eater eatery. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, that's I. But I, you know, in my head, I had told him like, it's a Saturday, which is actually the most expensive day to go, yeah, and a lot to, of people stay away from. I had from... to empty out my four hundred one k to Disneyland. He took one for the team. Yeah, we took yeah. one for the team. But yeah, it, that was that was a cool part, and then he was pretty good. Like now, granted, he wasn't perfect. He wasn't perfect. And we weren't expecting him to be perfect. One thing I learned is that I can't buy him. Well, first off, I should just never buy him balloons again because this guy just—he's obsessed with balloons. And every time we, would you know, there's anywhere. a ton of balloons vendors there. Oh, he wants Every the time we walk by one, he and was like, balloon, balloon, balloon. And then we we bought him a balloon, and the mistake we made is we should have bought it like at the end of the night because even though he would ask for them when he would see them, like if we would go past the vendor, he'd, he'd get over it. Then we got him a balloon, and then, you know, we um, had to put the balloon in the stroll, you know, with the stroller in the little parking area anytime we would wait in line. And when we did that, damn, he started going crazy. It was like we were murdering him. Yeah. <laughs> That's like people were looking at us like, and, what and are I, you doing to your son? And in my mind, I thought they thought like, <laughs> oh, my God, we can't believe where he's going to go on this ride. And that he didn't care about that. Like The know, ride was fun. Looked, when he was on the ride, he was fine yeah because they're all like you know it's kind of like uh some scary theme kind of thing what were they it was uh, uh the toad the, the toad ride anyway mm-hmm. but like i guess maybe some people would think he was scared but you know our child is not scared of halloween he loves halloween he loves scary shit but he, he literally goes around balloon. saying spooky yeah but then you know he was still mad because you know he wanted his balloon so we decided you know what we're gonna like just cut going to the stroller we're gonna go all the way to the other side of the park and go to the mickey and minnie's uh train thing or whatever and that was dope now the only thing i'm mad about that though is that you know you couldn't just get on a regular like standby line for that one. You had to buy the fast pass, so you had to pay for the ticket, pay an extra twenty five or thirty bucks for the fast pass, and then there was an extra fifteen dollar fee. So I was like, damn man, they really like milking a stride. 
but it is what it is. You know, you, you have to deal with that when you go to Disney. And, and once we got to uh, Toontown, which isn't completely open, just I think just this ride just was that open. Just that ride. Mm. Like, he was super happy. So that kind of, like, Because it was, it, it was it. what he loved, which was, like, Mickey and, like, all the characters. He's He knows them all. Like, if, you know, he sees the picture, he's yeah. like, Donald, Pluto, Goofy, Mickey, Minnie. <laughs> yeah. So it was really, really cute. And so. then, you know, and then the plan was to, like, do that and then maybe catch the fireworks show. So we, I thought we were going to come back late. So to Myra's cousins that are that are watching, my bad. We actually ended up making it back on time for what would have been her little surprise. Um, she could, she tapped out. I was actually ready to go all the way. She was, <laughs> she tapped out. So we had to come back a little, a little bit earlier. But it was, it was a lot of fun, right? It was. And then what do we fun. do? What do we do today? Today we actually went to brunch with my um, parents, brother, sister-in-law, and my cousin. That was a lot of fun. We went to the West Hollywood restaurant. There's like a little bit of a chain of them, I think. The butcher, the baker, and the cappuccino maker. Um, had a little bit of flight. The food was really, really good. Everybody had a lot of fun. So, And it was a sunny day, so it was beautiful. And shout out to Chino for picking up the tab. <laughs> it's a happy one. <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you. But we had, a, we had a, it was a good time, right? Yeah, yeah, and I'm excited for next weekend. Stay tuned for that one. But just to kind of recap, you know, on the episode today, um, don't worry, you will get through it, new parents. It is definitely a adjustment period, and just be open to that, and be gentle with yourself. Um, moms especially, I think new, new time, new time, first time moms, um, it's especially hard. It's like an identity crisis issue going on, along with like sleep deprivation, not knowing, you know, what's, what's, what's what when it comes to baby all the time it's 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 literally like kind of living it and experiencing it on your own um and, and we don't know we don't have it all figured out this is just our we're still going along this is just our own personal account to a lot of people because you know other people might have different ways of going about things um but yeah sleep train them um and now with that <laughs> with that said uh what do you know do you have any previews of like what we're going to talk about on the next episode i do i have a whole outline a whole here outline. of uh, episodes here all right so what are some things that are going to be coming up on this season of not so perfect marriage so one thing that we didn't talk about that we can probably get into over the next one is we actually got some outside help oh we did yeah we'll talk about that one so we'll talk about this. getting outside help we're talking about um having a baby and buying a new house and moving we're talking we're about by, by the way we're coming live from our house from the new the new house now, oh and we're no longer in silmar and the challenges. We miss you so more. Though. I miss Silver. No, I miss. Silmar. I don't miss Silver do. at all. Um, the challenges of. Hopefully, none of our viewers are from Silver because she's a hater. I am not a hater. I just personally, for me, it just wasn't the place for me. There you go. That sounds better. <laughs> you should have said that the first time. That's all. Um, and uh, remodeling, and the challenges of remodeling oh, an older home. There's pros and cons to it. Um, a new job for one of us side hustles for both of us and trying for baby so number two that's just a whole lot of content so we have a lot for you guys going on <laughs> so um thank you so much for listening and tuning in um let us know in the dms if you liked it um i go by underscore high view underscore on instagram and you can and i'm at be... hashtag arson the mc 
And this was episode 17 of the Not So Perfect Marriage. Uh, our plan, by the way, is to hopefully be on every two weeks, right? Two weeks. We're recording weeks. this one on a Sunday. We're not going to do it tomorrow. We're actually going to do it again next Monday when we're both off. And then hopefully go every two weeks after that. So um, if you like it, you know, just make sure you uh, subscribe to it on Spotify, Apple Music, however it is that you're watching. And uh, leave us a review if it's good. If it's not, don't worry about the review. <laughs> just hit us up. Give us some feedback. <laughs> you know. Thank you so much. See you guys next time. Peace.